Hey folks, welcome into Proof of Art. I'm McQuaid here. Uh, as we get closer to the end of the season, we're getting closer to the peak or the, the busiest part of the domestic season. And uh, I've really enjoyed listening to the domestic game podcast over the last few months, especially February, March, April time. And it's great to welcome in someone from the Belfast, Bel- Belfast Trojans. Here's a lad from the north. Can't even say Belfast properly. Uh, Drew, Drew Mickey, I'll know. Drew, have I pronounced your surname correctly for a start? Yeah. Great job. Better than Trojans, but yeah, thank you very much. Awesome, man. Well, here, thanks, thanks, obviously, for coming on. You are the assistant OC and QB coach of the Belfast Trojans. If people are listening to this and they're NFL fans but are not local fans, that you first off, you should be. But the Trojans are the, the Northern Ireland's most successful club. They've won the Shamrock Bowl five times, including four consecutive times between 2012 2015. I've, I've memorized that off, Drew. Um, first off, Talk to us about yourself because we were talking off camera, but just generally from even just researching the team, you've done an awful lot with the Trojans. You were head coach at one point and now you've had many different roles as well. It's um, it's a very impressive CV to date, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'll pay you later for that. But I've been involved in the game. I have to say this, um, longer than some of our wide receivers have been alive, (laughs) which is very depressing. I'm pushing a 4-0 at the moment, and uh, I was talking to one of the wide receivers, and he told me he was 19. I was like, I started playing this game um, in 2002, and it was very, very amateurish, uh, and it's progressed a long way. And over the course of that 20 years, I've happened to see a lot of development from the profile of athletes that are attracted to the sport because the NFL has become... Um, so popular and so accessible through Game Pass and and through um, the spread of the internet. And also, most importantly, is the quality of coaching. Whenever I started, it was um, very much an old boys league who you'd find someone who maybe was involved in the game in the 80s and they would like give you a helmet and pads that probably came from that era and were not safe to use. And they would basically tell you, okay, let's go do Oklahoma drills or worse. So I'm really excited to sort of, and at least I feel like I've been a passenger throughout that, having seen it from that point and now still involved that I like to think of myself, I'm an educator by trade, I'm an academic by trade. So a lot of my own personal interest and in nerdism gets flowed into American football or yeah, I flow it into American football as well and specifically quarterbacks because I think that they're the key to increasing the quality of the game, which we've seen, thankfully, in the in the last couple of decades. It's been even greater, really, even the last five years, to see the growth of the league generally, but more so, I, I know I'm biased. I'm I'm in Toronto, obviously, in NI, and like, you do have almost that pull towards the teams that are closer to you, but it's, it's obviously great to see across the island what's going on, but I think... What you guys have been doing is awesome. Like the the setup that you guys have in game day is awesome. I'm I'm hoping to get to the last home game of the season. We will talk more about that in a second. I, I have to talk about this first off. Yeah. We've seen um it's funny actually, I was covering a lot of uh Ross Bolger's news last uh, week when he was getting the offer or and he's committed to Idaho and I got a sneaky little text on I think it was Friday morning going look out for the Trojan socials and I was like, What's going on here? Um and Lopez, Lopez Nusi, who was with the Trojans, now with the NFL Academy, mm-hmm. uh, has received an offer. Uh, I don't know if he's accepted or not, but he has received an offer. Um, 
with the University of Buffalo and led the belief. And um, yeah, I think I, I'm I'm right in saying that is the first offer that somebody with the Trojans, but also American Football Ireland, has got from a D1 team, yeah. which just sort of shows what you said there now, just regression uh, in such a short period of time. Um, what was he like to work with? And it's 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 awesome now as well for you guys having that link with the academy as well. And I I know there's a lot of hard work going in on both sides there. Well, I will say that just as a, as a pitch, not for the Trojans, but for the league, right? Mm. There are plenty of good athletes on the island of Ireland, right? North and south. The problem is, is having quality coaching to get them to the next level, right? You can be involved in hockey, in football, or sorry, soccer in the south, but um, uh, Gaelic football, rugby. There are avenues um, to progression for you in those sports. You can get, you can play at university, you can go higher, you know, it'll always be a key feature. But we haven't really had the same thing to appeal to really top tier athletes in American football. And Lopez is a pathfinder in that regard. So we've had other guys who have played in school, a good friend of mine, Connor Leckie, played at D2 school as a tight end, right? So there are opportunities, there have been opportunities, but this has really set a precedent for what can be achieved if you're young enough, good enough, keen enough to work uh, on your skills, which Lopez, from the start, you could tell he had the ambition and he had the natural athletic skills that are unteachable. He's great to, he's great to uh, work with. He's a, he's a good lad. You know, he's someone that you like being around, right? He has good energy and he takes to coaching, right? This is, these are fundamental traits. The fact is, is that there's a hundred, um, including FCS, there's over 120 Division One schools that we shouldn't be expecting players to go to D1 and immediately dominate at the University of Alabama, but there are opportunities to go to a very good football school, um, get your education, have a wonderful experience, and then come back and ideally spread the, if he doesn't go further in the game, spread the uh, the information and knowledge so we can raise the bar and raise the quality throughout. So it's really exciting Basically, from my um, perspective, all that I want the Trojans to do is really be a platform for guys to develop. I'm a coach, right? My concern is the development of the player's skills, capacities, and facilitate their love in the game. And if we can do that, and Lopez is our is our now as our golden goose as a as a as a presenting topic, then hopefully we can get better tier athletes consistently, and we can continue to develop the game. Awesome, and it's 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 great to see, and obviously congratulations to yourself and the team for just seeing that progression over the last few few weeks. And it's 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 a really really weird but exciting time because you've obviously got the Steelers that are going to market in Ireland and the Jaguars also both NI and ROI, and you would hope to see some sort of progression there as well. So please God that does continue to work out for you guys. I mean, you're a, you're a founding member of of this team. Mm-hmm. What has your journey been like? Because You've done an awful lot there, and it it must be a very, very rewarding experience as well, personally. It was, and I was actually reflecting on this with our general manager, Mark McGrath, a a couple of weeks ago. The the situation is so much more improved now. Obviously, you can say that, you know, I I mean, I'm very thankful to have gone undefeated as a head coach. I just had to drop that in there for my... Yes, sir. But... um, (laughs) But the fact is, is the quality of football, I think, has improved all over the league, right? 
and the high tide rises all, rises all boats, right? We all are pushing, whether or not we're rivals, we're pushing in the same direction to improve quality so more people can come and watch, right? Some of the games you've mentioned, we've had 500 people watch watch our games, which is, if we were managing to replicate that in every game, um, especially, you know, at the top up, the upper end of the clubs who are fighting for Shamrock Bulls, then ideally we can sort of grow the sport, have youth development as a key embedded feature in every team and really start to have football that's really exciting and more reminiscent of what you see on TV. Because again, referencing you talk about transition, when I started the game, it was a shock when we first watched our watched ourselves on video. Because in our head, we think we're, oh, you know, we're looking like uh, Aeneas Williams or Deion Sanders because I played corner. And I looked like a slow person who didn't know how to do a center field turn or any kind of basic fundamental technique. And when I watch video now of our practices, obviously the HD quality probably helps. I'm just going to say that for my ego. But <laughs> reality is, is that the coaching is much better. And I give you an example. When I was head coach, I was head coach. I was defensive coordinator. I wrote the special teams playbook, but I had someone oversee it. Um... I was DB coach and I was quarterbacks coach. So that was a lot of rules. Um, and it was no surprise that I got burnt out by it. And thankfully, we have players and coaches, sometimes player coaches who are managing all those things. So our head coach, Phil Gunning, can really focus in on being a head coach and implementing his offense. He's off also offensive coordinator, but that's not unusual at any level of football where a head coach might take an interest in in one particular side of the football, but he's not wearing as many hats. And I think that, again, I'll hammer this drum until until uh, the cows come home. If we increase the quality of teaching and facilitation, we'll keep the star athletes, the quality will go up, and then it'll be a self-perpetuating cycle. So really, I think that we're on the cusp of something really, really exciting, and Lopez represents that. Hopefully that next step where other guys can go in and say, yeah, I want to play at, in America. Or it's not the only place to play, right? We have EFL, which is populated by former Division One athletes who are very, very good and very high-level European leagues, right? If you want to go spend a year in Amsterdam, or which is very appealing for a lot of young men for obvious reasons, or you want to go spend time in Germany or Italy or South Tyrol, which is a, a place I've happened to visit through work, but... And it's wonderful. It has an EFL team. There are opportunities in the in the game very close to home. It doesn't always have to be the the same school that Khalil Mack happened to, to be drafted near the top of the draft, which is an amazing achievement in and of itself. But that represents the benchmark, and there are lots of opportunities underneath it. But we don't get there without coaching. And I have to say that we're we're, we're slowly grinding towards the the right direction. If the NFL or if the teams that are going to market in Ireland could help you guys in one way, is there one thing that you could think of or, or, or are there a range of things? That is not a pitch for me to then, you know, take this audio file and send it to, to London, but is there anything that does scream out to you generally or the legal or the legal world? I think the existence of the game, again, I, I can't I can sort of speak to this because yeah. I'm tangentially involved in the league. Uh, since I retired from fully from like the major coaching in 2013, I I haven't been as involved. But speaking to having conversations with good friends who are head coaches and GMs on the team, um, 
I think that the, the problem still remains the same. I'm not putting us as a paragon of like everything, every club needs to do it our way. Absolutely not. They have to do it their way for their context, for their local environment, their catchment area of athletes, how they get them in. But I watched, I've been watching scout tapes of other teams in the league and the quality of football is good and it deserves to be watched and it's not being watched by as many people as it should be. I reference back to the, the early days of whenever I started playing. I'd be embarrassed if people showed up to watch that sometimes, right? <laughs> Eights level football that this guy's just running into each other and just trying to be tougher than one another. It's developed. It's interesting to watch. It's The quality is good. The passing game is developing, right? So before it used to be a run, 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 run league. Now we see spread offense effectively implemented by number of teams in the league. This is worth watching, right? So whenever UCD or the Rebels recently played, I would have loved, loved to, dearly loved to have seen 500 to 1,000 people like showing up. So really advertising the league as something uh, important, something worthwhile, something that we're pouring energy into, uh, which we are, right? The top teams are uh, training multiple times a day. Or multiple, we're not doing two a day, sorry. We're multiple times a week. Video conferencing, scout breakdown, the qualities improve, the efforts improve, and the approaches improve. So we, the one thing that we need is interest. And I think eyeballs and interest uh, will bring sponsorship, it will bring develop, coaching development, excellence academies, all the different things that are required to develop a game further. I want to make sure I get every topic in here. Talk just about this key lever. Um, you, you talked, I think, both on and off camera about the improvements of that position. Like I I went to the Shamrock Bowl last year and I it's not that I was surprised, Drew. I just was like it, the quality was very you know, very, very good for you know in terms of what I expected. It's, it's great to see. Like what's the QB room like with the Trojans at the minute? Um ruled with an iron fist, and that's an in joke. So um <laughs> On Monday mornings throughout preseason have not been pleasant for our quarterbacks. We have um, we have four at the moment, um, which is great, right? Because we had um, our prospective starter who we had been had been working with since last year broke his ankle in preseason, and then um, so and then there was an incident with our our second quarterback. Though our third quarterback had to start on the day of the game, right? So at the moment, our third, our third and third quote unquote third string quarterback, but I don't look at it like that, has uh, three touchdown passes on the season, right? Which is more than a lot of teams in this league, right? And I don't say that with um, pride for the league because you know we should be developing more points and putting more points on the board. But I'm very proud of the development and commitment of the quarterbacks in that room. They have committed to the mechanics. They've committed to the um, the mental aspects of the game, the cerebral aspects of quarterback are the most important, where to go with the ball. You see a number of quarterbacks who are, the guys who have the biggest arms aren't always the most successful, even at the highest level of the game. Sometimes you get guys who are brilliant at everything, but for example, you know, the greatest example ever is probably Tom Brady, right? He was a, you know, a sixth round draft pick and for a reason, he didn't have a great arm, he didn't have a great college career, but he committed to like learning every read and knowing exactly where to go with the ball. So in terms of developing quarterbacks, and this is something that when I was doing, I can't remember, many years ago, one of my level, my coaching um, certificates uh, with that, the then QB, um, Team GB QB coach, right? A guy called Jim Messenger, who said something that still sits with me today. 
that if you raise the quality of quarterbacks, the quality of all football players raises as well. And it's intrinsically, it makes sense because if a quarterback is better, DBs have to be better. You get better wide receivers to catch the ball. Um, you know, offensive linemen now know what a pocket is more efficiently rather than the guys just scrambling around, just looking to, <laughs> with their hair on fire, just looking to find the ball anywhere, right? Um, it Again, the tide raises all boats, but it starts and finishes with the quarterback position. And while we talk about this being a team game, and it is, um, there doesn't, there remains no other position in any other team sport that rests and is as, as important as a quarterback. So we have myself leading the quarterbacks coaching, another co-quarterbacks co co coach, and our head coach is intimately involved in the development of the quarterbacks, where we have uh, calls over reads, where we just do football breakdown, like looking at other games, looking at our own games, uh, looking at how quarterbacks break down the games, like lots of different material that we've gone through, our own practice tape, other teams' practice tapes, even like when I work as a defensive coordinator, looking at how defensive setups what they try to take away to really upscale quarterbacks because yeah. my dream and vision um, to have homegrown development quarterbacks that reach the level of Lopez, right? Rather than, again, when I started, it was a case of, oh, someone's got an American, a quarterback, so therefore we know everyone else is screwed because, you know, that that's the gold standard. Even if that American never played quarterback or only played three yeah. games like football, that was, that was the, the big fear. But we have to develop beyond this, right? We have to be able to say we can actually build quarterbacks from scratch. And there's a lot that goes into it from the, you know, from there's a lot. It's basically like throwing a ball is like a golf swing. And there's a lot of technique that goes into that. So you have to build the physical aspects, then the emotional aspects, which is dealing with the pressure, being able to run the offense. And then the mental aspects as well on top of that, which is where do you know where to go with the ball? There's an awful lot that goes into it. And I have to say that, you know, my great project coming back involved in the game was to really develop a strong room, not just one guy, not just two guys, but actually have guys who turn up who are better physically and mentally to play quarterback. And if they go on, my ideal is that, you know, if they're, if they go off and we have guys who might go off, um, uh, to other places to work or for college that they continue playing quarterback and they've left having a good foundation. And the best compliment would hopefully be when they arrive to another coach is like, wow, you've been well coached. You you kind of know the basics. You've got good mechanics. We can we can plug you in as a starter. So I feel that we're really we're we're getting there as a as a QB room and as an offense. So it's been bumpy, but um yeah, we've got like three guys who have had significant playing time this season and have seen significant success. So um, I can sort of safely leave this season a little bit more secure that I've maybe done one or two things right. I can sense what a Monday morning's like. I, uh, I, I, I can definitely imagine it's, de it's definitely interesting. And no, I, it, you can you can hear it in your voice, not just how passionate you are. And I think it's awesome to see. And I'm. I am looking forward. I'm, I'm going to get down to this game on the 24th. Uh, you, you guys are four and two at the minute. Yeah. Two big games to go. Um, talk to us about the season. Just, just, just finally for this podcast. Talk to us about season so far. The sort of mindset going in, and also for people that aren't aware, like Darmore Park. That's a hell of a setup, mate. You know, forget about the numbers for a start. That 
that setup that you have there, just the experience as well is awesome. Yes, and that is entirely down to the Mark McGrath, our GM, and his family, particularly his father, because who you know we have a division, you know, an All Ireland Rugby Club as as our home, and has been for a number of years. And previously, you know, a lot a lot of clubs might have treat you know treat an American football team like a sideshow attraction or something that is. Um, a drain on resources or something. Well, they pay us the money, so we'll give them the bare minimums. But through the through uh, Mark and Bernie, it's like we've been able to really establish a home there with real goalposts, with a gridiron marked out uh, on the first pitch when we play there. Um, have a practice field if we need if we need it in an emergency where we do midweek training sessions. It's really a godsend, and it's really down to their hard work and effort. And it's one of the reasons why you get to improve as much as you do on the field, because you have a home. You don't need to have coaches worrying about where practice is. Oh, can we get a field? Can we get our guys um, to work on their techniques? All that is gone. And that we know that there's going to be great events. It's going to be run. It's actually going to be attractive, not only for people interested in watching the game, but also for their families as well. So we're really excited um, about where the future is going to take us. And it's taken a long time to develop this. And I, I think that we have an open door policy at our club to try and help others as well, that if they want to know that, you know, how did we do it or what are the steps that might take, then, you know, it's more than more than open. We ran a passing day, a passing clinic in the off season. And hopefully in the coming months, we, we can get um, an All-Ireland Quarterbacks uh, Day as well. So these are things that we want to advertise as a, you know, and create a central hub for knowledge sharing and technique sharing and try to, again, you know, raise the quality of football together on the island. I think that's that's what we all want at the end of the day. And it's, it's great to see you, man. Like you've got... The Panthers this Sunday, I'd recommend anyone, especially if you're in the North Lads, go and get up and go to that game one o'clock. Uh, and I'll be there on the 24th. You're playing the Rebels, who are undefeated at the moment. Yes. Yep. And yeah. They I, are making it very vocal on Instagram as well. I've seen it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more forward. Like, I know. It's, it's just funny. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I just keep seeing it. I'm like, I'm going, I'm going to the big game at the end of the year. Because if you lads win at the weekend, go five and two. Mm -hmm. I, I, that could be a very very interesting game uh, I I will definitely be there though and I would say to anyone that comes up at uh, 1 o'clock I'll, I'll be there so please folks do come up and I'm just looking forward to meeting Hector that, that's what I'm interested in yeah 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 exactly uh, yeah I mean and I like the fact that he takes part in the huddles so I like to make the joke it's an old uh, from the cartoon Archer it's like look he thinks he's people so he gets involved <laughs> he gets involved in the huddle like, or like the dog that wants to sit at the table it's like gets involved in our huddle and is a really an important part. So yeah, it's a great event. Um, looking forward to the last two games and we're a process orientated team. What we do is like, you know, we've seen our season start and maybe some of the results were underwhelming or whatever, but we're trying to move things in the right direction. And qualitatively, we can see the team is starting to really take hold and take, take shape. So we'd like to continue our season for a few more games yet. So, but Starts with the Panthers and they'll be tough. So let's go out there and put our best foot forward. Absolutely. And very, very best luck for that game as well. And I'll see you very soon. For anyone listening, if you do want to get involved, you can check out BelfastTrojans.com. Check out my social media also. I'll put the links in the bio. Uh, and if that that's regardless where you are, BS, check it out because, you know, it, it's not that far from Belfast, especially up here. So uh, look, Drew, I will chat to you soon, mate. Thanks for coming on and uh, 
we'll, we'll get a proper full-length chat whenever your season's over. Great, Thanks, William. Thank you very much.